I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. 21 Gun Salute. Dressed in fatigues, black jeans and boots disappeared in the crowd. All you seen was troops. This little nigga named Nas think he live like me. Talking about he left the hospital, took five like me. You live in fantasies, nigga. I rejected the deposit. We shook Dre's punk ass. Now we out of the closet. Mob deep. Wonder why a nigga blowed the mouth. Next time grown folks talking, nigga, close your mouth. Peep me. I take this war shit deeply. Don't seem too many real players father let these bitch niggas beat me. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rob. God and Karen. We're in the house. Yes, it we is are. A Wednesday, end of the week. Yes, sir. Uh it's been a fun week. It has. Talked a lot about uh, you know, all kinds of beatings and <laughs> why women deserve them. Right. And uh and, and I and I think the the funny thing about uh social media is for the fact that Whenever you make a statement on social media, people always feel like it has to be another side. And people also, whenever you make a statement that's just, I would consider just fucking common sense, people act like they have to justify why. Mm -hmm. And I've been seeing the people that you've been interacting with, and some people really get get mad with you and i'm like i do not see why you're getting mad because when you interact with you and they say things and you're like well are you defending women getting beat no but then why are you arguing with me it's like they don't even they they don't even see the logic of engaging from that perspective yeah i think a lot of these people that are coming because it's it's really at a level now where like I wake up in the morning and somebody will be like, Hey man, that thing you said last night. Right. And they'll be like repeating shit that I've already addressed. And I just point them back like, yeah, just go check out, you know, the stuff I already said It's you know, it's, it's already out there. So, you know, I don't feel like doing it again, but yeah, last night, you know, kind of talked to some guys, you know, and I, you know, the thing is for what it's worth, I'm not, you know, screaming at these dudes calling no. them names mm-hmm. it's, you know i'm trying to keep it amicable and, mm-hmm. and, and and relatable because you know it i think it's one of those things where i didn't think it was that important to me um and i didn't think my point of view was that odd right cause... but i'm um, finding out that now that uh apparently it is kind of odd to just be like violence doesn't have to be the answer to every slight against you right it does not have to be the answer to every thing that happens in your life and i think and it's just amazing it's almost like we live in a society where men who uh don't advocate beating women is almost like a unicorn men who don't beat women is a unicorn men don't rape women is a unicorn just like this is just common sense guys and it's a lot of and this what's funny is that it's a lot of dudes that don't do this but will argue and you're like why are you arguing with me when you know that this is not an activity that you yourself would engage in why are you defending these people instead of telling these people don't do this shit yeah that that's the thing they you know they claim that um yeah you know they claim that they don't even participate in this right. but so, somehow you, you they end up to kind of defending the mindset you know it's like they're so scared um that they're gonna give away that power if you just say you can't like you don't have to hit a woman like you know what i mean like 
sometimes people get away with slick shit or disrespecting you know and and you know a lot of people were on some like even if she verbally says something i'm gonna find a way like like not me personally but i can understand someone hitting her. i'm like but that's still cutting somebody slack for something that we say we should have zero tolerance for people shouldn't be hitting each other at all not it's not just for women and men it's not just for men and women it's not for same just same sex like people need to start resolving their conflicts without putting their hands on each other i haven't been in a physical fight since before college you oh, know what i mean yeah, i know it's, it's possible i you know this it was amazing how many single men were arguing with me you know i've been with you for 20 years i, I might know something about conflict resolution i might know a little something about what i'm talking about but people are just so caught up in their testosterone and defining their masculinity through violence that you really can't i can't you know can't always reach them yeah and and truthfully and just in my opinion i think for a lot of dudes and you've kind of addressed this it's a lot of pent-up anger a lot of pent-up resentment towards women yeah period just towards their mom towards their sister towards their girlfriends for various various reasons maybe the girl that they tried to ask turned them down and they you know a lot of times truthfully society don't teach men how to handle emotions they don't teach men that it's okay to have these feelings uh a lot of men think that uh the only way to show uh your emotions is through anger the only you know the, the that's the only emotion that you should have and it's just one of those things where also too i think that um, men and women look at strength two different ways. I think men look at strength in, uh, well, or a lot of men, especially men that look at strength as far as being physical towards women, they look at strength as far as I'm going to overpower you. That's not being strong. They look at strength as I, I beat you. That's how I, I show my strength. They look at strength. I scare you. That's how I'll show my strength. But what they fail to realize that in addition to, not in addition to, but what they fail to realize is that, to my personal opinion, real strength is being stronger and knowing when and where and how to use it. That is real strength. Real strength is using your mind versus using your physical capability. That is real strength. Real strength is knowing that the last result to anything should be physical violence. That's, to me, real strength. And in my definition, that's that that's just me person that's what makes a real man to me you are a punk ass nigga anybody if you put your hands on a woman and then you justify it in your mind like this is okay and this is and a woman too you're a punk ass if you hit a man because at the end of the day nobody should be hitting anybody yeah i just think like it's really changing um a lot of ways i view a lot of stuff you know violence right. in general um just because because it feels like people are uh like you know one of the things like i didn't realize it till last night which i guess you know pardon me for being late to the party but um you know it's been since friday that Stephen a smith said this Mm -hmm. uh people have you know had debate debated my attention my my opinion for the last few days some people you know stronger than others you know whatever um i didn't realize it till last night there was not one white man that defended this. Now, it's not that I think, well, obviously white people are better than us. I got this figured out, but mm-hmm. that just spoke volumes to me. Mm-hmm. There's probably been over a hundred people that have said something to me 
along the effects of we need to, you know, basically men should not take violence off the table against women uh, just in case, you know, they speak up or, 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 or hit you or quote unquote provoke you in any kind of way. And I, it was, I don't know, man, it's just tremendously sad to think that, man, this is, uh, you know, this is a lot of black men that are defending this idea. You know, and I do want to, you know, obviously give a shout out because there's also a lot of black men I saw pushing back on it. Right. Um, you know, and there's a ton of us out here that, you know, kind of feel that you know, we you, you just have to find a better way out of these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about these extremely rare situations mm-hmm. where you're trapped in a situation or she got a gun or, you know, like I'm not talking about these you know, Hollywood movie, uh, gun to your, to your kids' heads situation. I'm talking about someone talks bad about you and says your mama ain't shit. You don't have to hit her. Someone, you know, and it's like, well, they should know not to provoke you. Yeah, but you should have a code yourself. Let's talk about, we're talking about you right now. Okay. You know what I mean? Cause you can't, first of all, anyone should have a right to say what the fuck they want to period. Like, even if it was a dude, like it's that thing where we brought it up on the show where people say like, well, if you call me the N word, I, I mean, I don't know what I do. I do. I do too. My highs the hopes is I won't touch you because right. it's just a fucking word. That's it. Why would I let you affect my mindset like that? No one controls me, but me like the most offensive shit you can say to me. I can still always go. All right, man. Well, I'm, I don't want to be around you. Right. I'm just leaving like a fucking adult would do. Right. You know, I don't need to like me beating you up won't prove anything. It won't even make me really feel better at the end of the day. Like no. long term, uh when I get in that kind of shit, it never makes me feel better. So it makes me feel worse. Yeah, I, I don't like being out of control. Right. And to me, getting physically violent on somebody shows a lack of control. And um yeah, like I said, when I was like like you know something else. Not only, like I said, have not not one white dude come in my mentions defending Stephen A. Smith. Not one. Skip Bayless didn't say a word. Because he knew that shit was wrong. This is a story that has been covered ad nauseum on, T- uh, uh, on ESPN, mm-hmm. Fox Sports, right. everybody. The radios talked everybody. about this. There's not even a white radio jock. Mm-mm. People were saying, like, well, black people don't just say offensive shit. You know, sometimes white people, shock jocks say it. They won't, even shock jocks weren't going yeah ray rice needed to knock her out or what did she do to provoke him and they're shock jocks they're looking for a way to say the most controversial thing right Stephen a fucked up now the thing is i'm i can't speak for everyone else but i'm forgiving Stephen a he apologized Mm -hmm. i thought it was a sincere apology right and i really think a lot of these people that are defending his old original point of view are disregarding his apology on some like well he had to do that it sounded sincere though Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, I, I don't know that. Um, I mean, this sound, it was such a like, um, you know, it, it can't, it was just a very sincere po- apology. So yeah, man, but, uh, it has been like that for the last few days and it has been very weird, man. It seems like it, a black issue. I don't know if it stems from like this idea that fear is the same as respect, which is the same as love. And, and it's not, and, and it's not, and, and the, the, I know it's not. But I mean, I wonder if it stems okay. from that idea. You know, I think yeah. we were uh, subjugated as a people and 
uh you know some of the psychological scars of that shit is long or last forever and it takes yes. generations to erase and you know some of the leanings towards like corporal punishment and and violence and shit like that like we have to get over that man yeah. self-destruction to stop the violence was in the 80s dog like right it's 2014 why are we attaching this notion of manhood to, to hitting the person you're supposed to love Right. And also, truthfully, I think, honestly, some people don't know that what the definition of love is or their definition of, of love is still at that child infant age. I think a lot of times when people love, people love like a child, but your love should mature beyond a childlike love. Your, right. You know, your your love should grow beyond that point. Your love should also grow as the fact that not only do you love things, you love people. Not only do you love people, you will do what you can to protect these things and not hurt and harm these things. Why? Because these things mean something to you. And um, it's sad in our society that there are women and women I have spoke to that, that, that said that they had been abused so bad that when they got in a good relationship, they almost lost their man because they would do shit. Like she would be like, well, you know, I would say something to him and then I would brace myself, wait for him to punch me. And he would look at me like, um, why are you embracing yourself? And she was like, you're not going to hit me? He's like, no, because I'm not violent. But, you know, she had become accustomed and adjusted to that's just, <laughs> how, that's just how a relationship is supposed to be. But in my mind, these relationships are dysfunctional. Right. You know, but for a lot of people, this is normal. This is the way it's supposed to be. You know, you talk to women and go, well, if he don't love me, he don't beat me. I mean, well, if he don't beat me, he don't love me. And that, that, that logic is flawed. Um, when you love somebody, there's just certain things that love just does not do in my personal opinion. And I think that some people need to step up their definition of love and really, really, really find, find out in their life what it is to be loved, to love themselves, and to love somebody else. Because a lot of times, people that lash out in anger and violence like that have a lot of deep-seated issues that really, really need to be addressed that goes beyond their physical violence. Yeah, you, you know what's funny is, I think people always look at this violence, like domestic violence thing, like, well, don't hit this person because of how you feel about them or whatever. But I don't, I would never hit you because of how I feel about myself. Like, right. I respect myself too much to think that I need to do that. Like, to me, it's more about a lack of confidence in these men. Like, I really do think that's what it is. Like, there is an insecurity inside of these men. Maybe it's because uh, black men on the whole don't earn as much as black women or mm -hmm. aren't, aren't educated as, as, as to a higher level. Um, may, you know, maybe their egos are bruised or whatever, but... There's something inside of them that would even make you lean towards this way. You know what I mean? Like when when Rush Limbaugh is agreeing with you, you know what I mean? Like right. you don't step back and be like, yeah, because Rush Limbaugh has the best intentions for the black community. That that's the guy we want to listen to. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'll read it in a second, but when Whoopi Goldberg is agreeing with you, the woman who who thinks uh, Roman Polanski didn't rape rape a 13 year old, right? Like, like nobody steps back. Like, I guess it was just like, I, I stayed up really late last night talking to people because I was like finding it hard to believe, you know, there's people that follow me on Twitter, agree with so much shit I say, love our show, uh, 
think you know think all this great stuff but then think i'm completely batshit crazy to be like mm-hmm. yeah you don't have to hit a woman Mm-mm. you know what i mean like it, it's just and it's just it's like a, such a a disconnect right and and i think for me is and it's amazing how a lot of people especially a lot of people who haven't seen domestic violence never been around domestic violence and won't and don't do domestic violence themselves I, but you know what though karen i don't know that that's it i don't i think some people have seen it been in it and they're ashamed a true and, and, and a lot of this shit manifests in these like twitter diatribes about why it's okay and why michelle okay. beetle's a bitch and okay and justify all this stuff and yeah. it's like you know you're justifying something maybe you saw this in your life and you couldn't do anything about it maybe uh you participated in it maybe you had a friend mm-hmm. and you felt helpless right. or you know but like to me um you know it doesn't really come up often because it's really not uh always the most appropriate thing to say but uh it's kind of like when the people go what does she have on when they're talking about rape Mm -hmm. i think a lot of those people are trying to make sense of the world they don't want to believe that the world is as fucked up as women are telling them it is so it's like well well, it had to be something right like you couldn't have just been raped you you know a friend doesn't just come over and do that hey you you don't go to a bar and get drugged it it, what what, would you have on what time of night was it where were you at how much did you have to drink this is always some reason because they're trying to rationalize the world so that it makes sense logically that hey it's not just a world of people that uh hate and disregard women it's not a world of people that are giving ray rice a standard ovation for returning to practice right no no it's it can't be that it's got to be something these women are doing that are making it this way it's got to be the women that are falsely accusing people of rape that are making it this way it can't be the the world can't be this fucked up and nonsensical you know that i'm putting my daughter into my wife into mm-hmm. my sister my mother is going into you know a lot a lot of these men i would just bring it home to them like well has your mother ever been hit you know i you, you know um would, would you and and i mean t- it was crazy i asked one dude like you know has your mom ever been hit and he was like you trying to provoke me to get extra on you and i said extra i'm just asking you a question i'm not even talking shit i'm really i really want to know right has anybody ever put hands on your mom he said no but to answer the question if my mother talked reckless and threw something or hit a man that may provoke a man to hit her and would that man be wrong in hitting her yes i said what are we arguing about then right because that's my point i don't know what you want me to tell you because i'm saying you still have self-control and nobody can make you lose that. Mm-hmm. And I can't blame. It's like, um, to, you know, like, it's like when a cop show up because you're speeding. Sure, I'm speeding, but I also don't expect to be drug out of my car and beaten. Nope. Just, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's, there is nuance to this shit. And it's like, because I'm saying, because I'm concentrating on say what the cop should and shouldn't do, people are like, yeah, but, but what about the speeding? It's like, yeah, I, yeah. There's ways to handle that without touching the person. Right. It, it's just, it's it's insane to me, man. I, I don't, I can't relate, man. I, I really can't relate. Um, yeah. And, and, wow. And to me, um, it's funny though, when you talk to people, everybody want to go to the extreme situations, but you know, a lot of women get punched in the face for 
cold food. They get punched in the face for a child crying. They get punched in the face because the husband comes in drunk. They get punched in the face for various reasons, for small, simple shit. That, that, that is not this movie, you know, HBO drama that you guys see. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just the smallest, simple shit that just sets him off. A lot of times it has nothing to do with her. A lot of times, um, I've seen relationships that kind of go up and down, you know, through this where a man loses his job, he gets violence. Uh, you know, a, a woman makes more money than him, he gets violence. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's more to it than just, uh, you know, what did she do all the time? Yep. So, um, yeah, but yeah, it was, I was up late talking and shit. Just, yeah, you look like you were tired today. I, I was tired today, man, but I was, you know, doing my best to try to at least, like i don't know man you ever i don't know if people can relate but sometimes you just get this feeling like man if i could just get this one person to at least understand mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if i could just get this brother to like understand we could be better than this right like we don't have to be victims of our baser instincts we don't have to be putting ourselves in the hands of law enforcement we don't have to be uh hitting the people we love passing those lessons on to our daughters and our sons we don't have to be this. I'm not a feminist. I'm not an activist. I'm not doing this to get pussy like people always say whenever a man right. takes a woman's side on anything. It, I just feel that this shit is wrong and we can be better. And and it even, and, and like I said, I'm not saying it just out of some like, because I just love women so much. I love myself too much to hit somebody. I don't need to do it. You know what I mean? Like I, I can, I know I can use my words. I know I can use my feet. I know that there's systematic shit in place right. that will protect me yes. without me having to touch somebody. You know what I mean? Nope. And, and I'm talking to men because I'm a man and I, and I know society wise, the problem is on our side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Society wise, it's our problem to deal with. I, you know, it's, I, cause I would never condone a woman hitting a man, right. any of that shit. I would never condone it. But that's all people keep saying. Well, what about these women? What about these women? What if a woman hit me? Yeah. You know, like that's it. This is like, they don't even fucking want to hear this idea that they could possibly react to this shit in any other way than not hitting a woman. They're hitting a woman. Like any other, hey, do, do you can get out of that situation. Nah, nah, that's impossible, man. You gotta, gotta hit a woman. So what if she got seven, seven swords? Like, come on, man. I want to sit damn ninja. Yeah, just get the fuck out, man. Just like li- live to fight another day. Why jeopardize us? Your, if you have a child, you're jeopardizing your custody. If you, uh, you know, you're jeopardizing your freedom. You're jeopardizing your job. You, you, so much shit you're putting on the line for somebody that obviously don't respect you. Right. They hitting you and shit. If y'all not going to go to counseling, get the fuck out. Right. If it's not something that you are willing to work through or work out. We're always willing to tell women they should get out of a situation where they're being abused. Right. What, what, what's wrong with me saying that to men? What, we too good to, to leave? You know? So, yeah. This is a very weird fucking night of just, you know, somebody... One dude said, for some it may be violence, for others it may be a phrase or a tough memory. Everyone is different. I was like, so so words? Words is a good reason to hit a woman? He's like, everyone's different. I was like, but the law is not about different. It's going to be uniform on something like hitting people. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Right. Unless you're getting killed, you cannot be fucking out here beating the shit out of people. Not to mention the bigger issue, as always, the elephant in the room is 
the vast majority of these domestic violence cases are not this no they are not you know what i mean like that's what people have to realize it just gets lost in the whole conversation is like yeah dog um most of this shit is not about uh you know um is is not the way you're painting these pictures right most of the time she comes in he kicks her in the head she you know he looks at her wrong and he's bashing her face in It, it 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 is not these extreme situations that for some reason people try to paint it all the time and for the average person there will never be any scenario so what are we arguing about yeah um i mean one in six women and one in 33 men have experienced or attempted a complete rape wow (laughs) almost one third of female homicide victims that are reported in police records are killed by an intimate partner i believe that what one third one in three women that dies killed by somebody that is an intimate partner with them 70 to 80 percent of intimate partner homicides no matter which partner was killed the man physically abused the woman before the murder 70 to 80 percent less than one-fifth of the victims reporting an injury from an intimate partner violence sought medical treatment following the injury intimate partner violence results in more than 18.5 million mental health care visits each year the cost of intimate partner violence exceeds 5.8 billion dollars each year 4.1 billion of which is for direct medical and mental health services uh victims of intimate partner violence lost almost eight million days of paid work wow because you can't go to work get beat up with a black eye you're ashamed you want to cover it up right you know this is the elephant in the room you know this loss is equivalent of more than thirty-two thousand full-time jobs almost 5.6 million days of household productivity as a result of violence um witnessing violence become between one's parents or caretakers is the strongest risk factor of transmitting violent behavior from one generation to the next Mm -hmm. boys who witness domestic violence are twice as likely to abuse their own partners and children when they become adults 30 to 60 percent of perpetrators of intimate violence uh partner intimate partner violence also abuse children in their household it's like, why are we, why would we ever cover this by what are you doing to get beat? Right. You know? Right. And, and, and the, the, I guess the, the thing to me in any group that's an oppressed group, people that are not affected by it should speak up too in order for there to be a, a change. But it's, it's weird in this particular situation because it's women and a lot of people look at women as less than when you do speak out you get attacked like you've done something wrong for yeah. just speaking up and saying this is not right guys uh, one half of the orders uh, obtained by women against intimate partners um who physically assaulted them one half are violated i believe that more than two-thirds of restraining orders against intimate partners who raped or stalked the victim are violated like because they don't just a, a piece of paper that right they don't give a fuck about the laws the police ain't gonna be around her 24 7 and what do you think their mentality is because i feel like it sounds a lot like what well, she's provoking me mm-hmm. she's making me stalk her she's making me beat her it sounds a lot like that so when you cover that shit up like like you just throw this out here to the world as if the world isn't already decidedly saying this is the fault and responsibility of the victim i feel like you're you're contributing to the negative shit out here and that's why Stephen a 
got suspended that's why he had that's why he apologized that's why his mother called him his sisters called him like you know but it feels like sometimes i feel like people are just doing their best to try to make you crazy like oh you're the one who's crazy like you know i didn't initiate this conversation with you right you came in my timeline yeah you felt i was that off you could have moved on you know i'm you know i'm saying something right but right we don't even follow each other you just pop up over here okay we haven't even done the intro though this is the blackout tips (laughs) podcast and uh we talk about domestic violence sometimes yes we do the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme mm-hmm. and today's podcast is brought to you by shadow dog productions they like to check like you guys to check out their latest youtube video it's a two-minute comedy short called social which is making fun of social media if you want to get it uh for free just give them a like and a comment if you enjoy it so uh yeah we'll put the youtube link up there and uh let you guys enjoy that i'm gonna put it in the chat so you guys can check that out um and uh enjoy it man so uh we appreciate everybody if you take the time out to just click on it like it save it whatever um i appreciate everybody that that takes time out to do it um let's see we have a bunch of news today guys all right but first things first let's cheer everybody up uh i was revisiting one of the greatest moments in hip hop history because uh rapper Lil B released a new single today. Oh, his two millionth? Uh this one <laughs> Yes. This one's called Lil B No Black Person Is Ugly. It's a music video and I I'm gonna play it for everybody. You guys let me know how you feel about it. <laughs> he said biggity guest the race but i think he just said just a race ah but it felt like guest the race and uh that's what i'm rolling with to little be correct i'm down for that today bigger than just a race no car just a race no smile fix your face we all living in this place trying to make peace with the police i'm not on probation so why you out asking me this is not just about black i wonder about black when we talk about that you wonder why i talk back my english not perfect i'm not the best school but understand i'm I love life's rules. Homes people they even give me money. I'm too real for the game. Reflection of the fame. I got cash. I hide all the pain. Your skin black people, they won't say a thing. That drama is a shame. They wanna kill you before they even know your name. Sunshine, sunshine. Looking for the sunshine. No black. Alright, so What the hell he got on? How would I know, Karen? It was like That look like the bees that hang at at the at your grandma's house, you have to separate the jingle. Yeah, to get inside to a room. Yes. It looked like a kaleidoscope or some shit. But yeah. but the point being, this is a new song. I'm not feeling this shit at all. I think it's it's very positive. You know, I know black people are ugly. I appreciate Lil B, you know, having a positive message. He ends it with a screen that 
you know talks about uh, says i never want to hear you call somebody ugly i'm smart enough to see the underlying messages of hate spread around in america to people of dark skin color this is not right and the motivations of these old ideas and platforms will be brought to light i see the agenda and hate clearly do not carry the hate your parents or grandparents and your peer and your peers taught you taught is spelled wrong or supply you with do not fear love you are protected you have nothing to worry about we are black as a world and we are love before hate little b so he's trying to be positive now what i don't like about this shit is it makes way too much sense <laughs> i like my little b when he didn't make sense right and he was talking about hoes and his dick and andy milanakis was in the videos mm-hmm. uh like i found that one today i i gotta play it again just to relive it because this is classic little b yeah little b man we here man andy milanakis we in this motherfucker so hot because i don't understand like but half of them right and but but they but they swagging so hard right now right this, how can you hate how i like my little b you know i get that he was trying to be positive but this ignorance is why this is why you get four million views because I'm, right. I'm on this ignorance dog we i don't need you trying to make the transition to the positive rapper hey, hey, how how is Andy Milanakis not twelve? I people keep telling me he's a grown ass adult, but <laughs> I like swear it. to God, this kid he's twelve years old. He's adorable. Hoes on my dick cause I look like grandma. Damn bags got the earring like Santa. Hoes on my dick cause I look like Santa. Met a cool girl and her boyfriend's homeless. I'm so. Hoes on my dick cause I look like Fanta. Hi, the soda. Met a cool girl and her boyfriend's homeless. Those bars have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> it don't even rhyme. And it's perfection. Hoes on my dick cause I look like Santa. Met a cool girl and her boyfriend's homeless. I'm so beautiful, I look like Moses. I look like Fabio, young Ted Danson. Bitches on my dick cause I look like Marilyn Manson. I look like Bill Gates mixed with Obama. Fuck little hoes ah. in the mouth from the south and the northeast west. I 
do it on the chest. Who's the motherfucker in the line green vest? It's Lil V Young Face, Lil G Young Face, Fuck Diddy, Fuck Mace, Fuck Love, Fuck Hate, Clean and Dope like heroin, so got ho- <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> Fuck Diddy, Fuck Mace, Fuck Love, Fuck Hate, Clean and Dope like heroin soap yes he's he said he was bill gates and obama combined yeah he did <laughs> and he said hoes on his dick because he looked like moses come on man <laughs> come on man how is this not a hundred times better than that shit i played before right just get, the, go back to being ignorant and the beat goes harder i know you're trying to help but you just want this ignorance oh suck my dick because i look like the pope suck my dick bitch yeah suck my fucking dick ho Hey, come to Andy's dick, bitch. Blaze guy, come suck my dick, bitch. Swag. I remember when Lil B was getting beat up and shit by people. Right. Man, it's come a long way. He's your ass. Yeah, I just need that little B palate cleanser in my life. Sometimes you need that to get back on your grind. Let's let's get right into the show. <laughs> Looks like we have breaking news, breaking news. Solange Gate Day 143. Yep. Beyonce and Jay-Z are having rumors of divorce. They're out of control right now. All right. The New York Post is convinced that divorce is imminent. And TMZ, you know, ever since they got the Solange Gate video footage. That's all they needed. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's been rumors ever. It was rumors before, but it's really been rumors ever since. Look at all these rumors. Uh, Beyonce was reportedly secretly shopping for digs without Jay-Z, new, a new place to live for her and her daughter. Now, of course, how, how was the secret if we know? I don't know. Ain't that the truth? But that's what was happening, Karen. Okay. Um, and then, uh, the sources for Huffington Post say it's not a matter of if they'll split, but when. Uh, sources claim that while the couple presents an image of a happy family in Instagram photos, which are posted regularly, the only time they spend together on the stage is on the stage during the On the Run tour. Because uh, don't he perform a set and she perform a set? And I don't know. Didn't they perform? Yeah, together? they say that's the only time they're together on stage. Shout out to Nina Perez. She's going to go see him. Yes, he is. But beyond uh, allegations made by anonymous sources, there are a number of signs contributing to the rumors. Number one, with the couple's relationship under new levels of scrutiny after the Solange attack video, it became apparent that Beyonce had her Roman numeral four tattoo removed from her ring finger, a tattoo that she got in lieu of an engagement ring. I didn't even know she had a tattoo. Well, it's because you're not a bass fan. I'm not a beast head. I guess not. Number two, at the couple Cincinnati show on June 28th, Beyonce changed the lyrics to resentment. We covered that on the show. Mm-hmm. I'll always remember feeling like I was no good, like I couldn't do it for you like your mistress could. I always rem- Two, she changed that to, I always remember feeling like I was no good, like I couldn't do it for you like that whack bitch could. And later, she also changed the lines from been riding for you for six years. I got to look in your eyes to see she's had half of me. She changed that to. Been riding with you for twelve years. Gotta look at her at her eye, in the eyes and see that she's had half of me. She ain't even half of me. That bitch will never be. At the Cincinnati show. And if she's not changing the lyrics to a song, she's belting out brutally emotional covers like her renditions of her rendition of Lauren Hill's X Factor. 
at the couple's new orleans show though it should be noted it's a song beyonce has covered in the past what so why are we even talking about it then i don't know number three a blind item from blind gossip claimed that july 21st that a high profile couple was in the process of splitting up everything properties money child and rent child children right now but we'll be keeping up appearances until the announcement while most would brush off these blind items blind gossip was the same site that actually predicted Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes divorce so they got that one right one out of the hundred thousands guesses they have okay yep don't care so there you go More breaking news, more breaking news just said. Uh-huh. This just said Beyonce has posted photo of Jay-Z and Blue Ivy following the divorce rumors. Jay-Z carrying Blue Ivy on the beach. Oh, and she's precious in her hat. Yep. She rocking that shit hard like I'm at the beach, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even talk about my hair in this hat. I know oh, that much. Right. Daddy, why? Why is the foot marks on this beach as if someone has been here before? Right, everything. Do we not own this beach? <laughs> right. Every time I walk in, it should be brand new and clean. Where, where are the maids to get these feet print up? Mm-hmm. Um, Daddy, why are there people following us around? You know I'm not camera ready. Right. Daddy, do we own all of that, including the water? Right. Whose chair is that over there? I want it. It's mine. So, yeah, there's a picture she posted of Jay-Z holding the baby and walking him. I mean, walking her. Uh, and holding his arm, black fatherhood, y'all. You know how I feel about that. But, uh, yeah, so, Solange Gate continues, guys, as we get in the day, oh, get into the 150 day area. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Speaking of celebrities and marriage, Gerardo Rivera had some comments about it. He said, hey, let me get in this game, too. News trending. Geraldo Rivera is no stranger to controversy, and today he found himself in it again because of statements he made while appearing on Monday's edition of Fox News show Outnumbered. The segment in question was about so-called beta marriages, which are marriages that two people enter into with a trial period, knowing that it might not work out. Rivera offered this take. Check out the host's reactions. I had four divorces. Do you think that if you were la- able to do a beta marriage, you well, probably wouldn't have so many divorces? Let me, let me approach that uh, from a different direction. Uh-huh. I'm the father of three daughters, mm-hmm. and I hate this idea. The man is the breadwinner more often than not, although now increasingly women do work. But I think that what a woman brings to a marriage more than anything else to a relationship is her youth. Her youth is a fragile and, uh, and diminishing uh, 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 resource. So if a woman were to invest two years in one of these marriages and then to be rejected by the man, I, I think that she has given up a valuable asset that is unequal. I wish there was a words, camera on Jedediah's face right I'm now. Like, in, other words, right now. in other words, the, the man gets everything and the woman gets nothing. Oh. Aside from the four female hosts' incredulous responses, the web at large is reacting to Rivera's statement. On Twitter, some users called it extremely sexist and weird, though others showed support. Rivera doubled down on his comments Tuesday morning, writing on Twitter, I stand by the statement, and age weighs unequally on the sexes. Time is money, ladies, a precious asset. Tell us what you think of Rivera's comments on our Facebook page or on Twitter. See you next time. 
So these old hags ain't worth nothing. You wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, once you get ugly, you ain't worth nothing. Right. So just know, ladies, you better stay beautiful as long as possible, else uh, you, I mean, it's the only thing you bring into the marriage in the first place. So. No, nothing else. No, no, nothing else. No other traits. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You ain't bringing nothing else to the table. That's what he's going to tell his daughters. That makes sense. A mm-hmm. uh, hundred. A <laughs> hundred for what? Fucking with women. <laughs> I just did, I just feel like he saw Stephen A. Smith was like, how can I get in this? Right. How can I get involved? Um, my girl, uh, who plays um, not which which Stark is she? Not says Stark. Um, Arya Stark. Mm-hmm. Uh, her real name is Maisie Williams. She had some stuff to say about the uh, book readers for Game of Thrones. Not all book readers, so hashtag not all book readers, right. okay? But the ones who spoil things, she said they're not. You know, there's 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 people that think, hey, it's not a spoiler if the if the books have been out there for years, and everybody knows my disdain for those people. They're the worst people on earth, right? Um, but she actually had a on point book rant about how, you know, some people were talking about people, book readers were saying, Hey, there's a character left out of last season that's in the books. She said, I'm so sick of going on the internet and seeing all the book readers being snobby, spoiling it for other people, then saying, well, it's not a spoiler. The books have been out there for years. Like, couldn't you just stop being mad for a second and let other people enjoy the show? They feel like they have a claim on the series because they read the books first, and I understand that, but they don't need to be mean about it. mm -hmm. She also said, that's why I like the moments like this. Uh, because books, book readers think they know what's coming. Will we change it? It's really funny to watch their reactions. They're always right. like, that's not what happened in the book. So the show really is really bad now, but really they just feel insecure because they're used to knowing what's coming next. Mm. Mm. Give them that ether. That's true. Young Aria out here on these streets, giving them that, mm. giving them that hot fire truth. Yeah. She's stabbing them. Like she's going to be stabbing them up next season. It hurts. Don't it? For real, but that's I agree. I agree. And my thing is this if I've read it, a lot of times I prefer for you to change it up because I want to be entertained as everybody else. Mm hmm. I fucks with Arya, dog. Hard. She hit him with that. Y'all need to stop being bitches. Uh, Boston at a Keith, a Keith Urban concert. This is, I feel like this is the third time we're covering Keith Urban this week. Yeah. Apparently, there was, last time there was like so much alcohol that people got sick and a whole lot of people had to go to the hospital. Well, in Boston, an 18-year-old Boston man has been arrested for allegedly raping a 17-year-old girl at a Keith Urban concert. What? what kind of fucking parties are going on here? Right. So, are there no supervision? No. I, I mean, are they like outside? Like, Yeah, she was assaulted at the lawn area of the venue while others watched and took videos with their cell phone. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Suspect Sean Murphy pleaded innocent to the rape and claims the incident was consensual. His parents were reportedly expected to post a bail of $10,000. Police say that Murphy and the girl met for the first time at the concert, began kissing their concession stand before moving to the lawn area. 
an off-duty police officer intervened after seeing a large group of people surrounding them while taking photos and videos. Murphy, right, I know he's like, what the fuck is happening over there? Murphy was arrested shortly thereafter. According to police, both he and the girl were consuming alcohol during the concert. During the show, 46 people received medical treatment for alcohol-related illnesses. 50-plus people were taken to detective custody. About 18,000 attended Saturday's concert. Shit got way out of control up in here. What? What the fuck is happening at his concerts? Something like the beginning of fucking Walking Dead or something. Like oh. everybody gonna turn to zombies because they all went to the Keith Urban concert. concert. Oh, yeah. mark him off my list. I won't. You know, I won't be going to that. Yeah, I mean, I know you don't listen to country music anyway, but Mm-mm. definitely not fucking with that. No, and if I was, he would not be on top of my list. Dollar Tree bought Family Dollar for one dollar. <laughs> that makes sense. Because it was on sale. Right. Just kidding. They bought it for eight and a half billion dollars. Them a whole lot of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know how much stuff you can buy at the Dollar Tree for eight and a half billion dollars? Oh, you lose your Eight mind. and a half billion things. You can buy eight and a half right. billion things before tax. You will be bowling. Uh, but yeah. I guess because they're in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. And I get them mixed up. Family Dollar, Dollar Tree. I call them the same thing. Dollar General. Right, right. I'm surprised they wouldn't in there wouldn't a three way buy. Um, yeah, Dollar Tree is now the biggest player in the dollar store segment, which is with this more than thirteen thousand combined locations eclipsing the current leader, Donald General Dollar General. Dollar General stores, uh, which have eleven thousand three hundred stores. The dollar stores grew during the recession as people across income groups search for cheaper options. Right. And filled with lead from China. Mm-hmm. That we don't we don't care. Don't lick those toys. You better not. To attract a broader array of customers, they also expanded their offerings to include more groceries and brand name products, including just the party favors and other knickknacks people often associate with them. So you got you know, get some M and M's. Yeah, it, get, it, get a, you can get a Coke in there now. And the the thing about it, and I've realized this, I don't know if this is everywhere across the country, but certain Dollar Trees on certain side of town literally have better quality stuff. Like, they like, and then it kind of spread throughout the town. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you go to, like, certain Dollar Trees, you'd be like, oh, I, I didn't know that y'all, you know, had this, that, and other. And, and now, um, I think uh, some of them accept EBT cards, which they didn't before. Um... For like for food stamps uh so it's one of those things where they just trying to get all your dollars mm-hmm. all the dollars they can so there you go guys dollar tree 8.5 billion dollars Woo! that's man dollar tree coming to who, you who would have known dollar tree had 8.5 billion dollars right i that- guess it's, everybody must do the same thing i do which is you walk into a dollar tree <laughs> You lose your and mind. And you like, why not fill up this fucking cart? Right. It's a dollar. And I got twenty dollars. Yeah. So let's buy twenty items. You have a huge ass thing. I don't even I stopped counting after a while. I, yeah. I just look into my basket and be like, I wonder what this is gonna be. Play the guessing game. <laughs> ah, right. Uh so yeah, man. Um let's uh let's go ahead and get right into Guess the Race, guys, okay? Let's go ahead and do it. Uh, where's my guest to write some music? Oh, so they're going to do fucking with black people? Oh, I, you know what I meant. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> we're skipping a whole segment. Okay. Completely accident. Here we go. <laughs> Tired today. Uh, here we go. 
fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that you all hate to play. Well, you love to listen to us hate to play the game that you guys love to hear us hate to play. It's fucking with black people. Where we score everything from zero to one hundred in intervals of twenty-five on how much we feel fucked with by these news articles. Today's contestants just goddamn everybody, okay? Just ah! fucking think of a person. It's probably fucking with black people today. It was tremendous, tremendous day of fucking with black people. Up first, Katy Perry. Is it Katy or Caddy? I call it Katy. All right. Apparently, Katy Perry. Ain't that, the, ain't that the chick that stole that song? That's another chick. Yes, that's her stealing okay. ass. She uh, apparently got caught up. People been accusing, uh, accusing her of co-opting some cultures and stuff. Some Asian people stuff. Some mummies with big butts. Black people, you know. <laughs> uh, so uh, she apparently has been viewed as being a racist. So she explains it in her August 2014 Rolling Stone cover story. Uh, it's not without, that she's her publicist. <laughs> yeah, it's not that she's trying to not to offend anyone. It just kind of happens that people get offended. As far as the mummy thing, I based it on plastic surgery. Uh, look at someone like Kim Kardashian or Ice T's wife Coco. Those girls aren't African American, but it's actually a representation of our culture because wanted to be plastic. And that's why there's bandages and it's mummies. I thought that would really correlate well together. It came from an honest place. If there was any inkling of anything, any inkling of anything bad, then it wouldn't be there because I'm a very, I'm very sensitive to people. So the mummies that are twerking on stage with her yeah! represent Kim Kardashian because you know how much she twerks. Right. And Ice T's wife Coco, which we we see her twerk too, right? Well, you know, huge, huge in the Katy Perry fan world. Ice T's wife Coco, guys, right? I don't think you know so. how you stop sometimes a Katy Perry fan. You go, hey, what do you think about? Oh, Ice T's wife Coco, and you're like, oh wow, you didn't even let me get it out, right? Yeah, wow. And as for accusations of cultural appropriation, Perry is apparently aware that it's increasingly uncool, as Rolling Stone describes it, but she's not really happy about it. I guess I'll just stick to baseball and hot dogs and that's it. I know that's a quote that's going to come to fuck me in the ass, but well, the fuck me in the ass part too, but can't you, ah! can't you appreciate a culture? I guess like everybody has to stay in their lane. I don't know. So she's just annoyed with you guys and you're fucking, you know, wanting her to, to not steal your culture and make fun of it. Why, why you guys got to be so stupid like this? Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what would you give her from zero to a hundred? Mm. I like that you decide this like we're deciding the fate of humanity. Like, <laughs> uh, is a jury going to come along and kill her? Come on, Karen, let's go. <laughs> no. Mm, no I... oh, mm, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Oh, we'll see if I say fit there. Then they... I give it. I probably give, had to go to prison. <laughs> give it a seventy-five. All right, I give it a twenty-five. She was yeah, I'm, I'm slightly say, annoyed. You know, I dropped mine to even fifty. Okay, yeah, she's slightly annoyed at people checking her privilege. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. She lied though. That's why I gave it a twenty-five. 
that's a goddamn lie talking about some ice tea's wife coco and kill kardashian uh can you name some more that aren't black uh hmm. oh wow uh this is a tough one oh i better look up some uh hmm oh uh who is the uh lisa ann okay uh let's see big booty white women six from blossom okay uh got that topanga don't forget her um here is another fucking with black people and this time it's the police again they back y'all the lockport police department lockport right you that's the name of the city Mm -hmm. oh i don't ever want to be in that town ever on twitter they put question is the word negro now is there anything in the audience people out there let's play a game is there anything positive that can come after is the word negro is that from the police by the way is there anything that i'm gonna say that will make you go well that was a reasonable way to take that is the word negro an offensive term or just an outdated word on their facebook page 15 shares Ooh, who in their right mind would post that? According to the 2010 census, nearly 22,000 people had, uh, inhabit the small upstate New York town. So it's, uh, 87% of those residents are white. So then, uh, people responded. Jesse Hyde now said, I'd say outdated. I am still confused how nigger is an offensive word, yet black people throw it around and call each other that as slang. White people are racist if they say it. 18 likes. Gary Chapman responded. Depends on how it's used and who is using it. Is that so, Gary? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Chris Broderick says, I agree with Jesse. It's outdated, but the other words is considered offensive if a white person uses it. But okay if a person of color uses it. I don't get it. And Gary, it shouldn't matter who uses it. If a skinny person calls a fat person fat, it's just offensive as a fat person calls a fat person fat. So now we got white people discussing what amongs themselves. What's offensive to us? Keep in mind, black people ain't responding right to see to tell them that the term's outdated or offensive. Because that question wasn't for us. Because we all know calling someone fat is exactly like calling someone a nigger. Uh, Eric V. Cedrone says, this is what the police are caring about today. LOL. 20 likes. I like that dude. Uh, but wait, there's a good explanation for all this. Mark Sanders, lifelong black man in community policing aide, wrote the post. So, hey, don't worry about it, guys. He's a black man that wrote that dumbass Facebook post. It don't matter. Just to be clear that this post was written by Mark Sanders, who is a community policing aide for the Lockport Police Department. I am an African-American man. I serve in a community of people with the, from diverse backgrounds. One of my responsibilities is to connect with the community and support the bridge between the community and the police department. The discuss, this discussion came about in response to the word Negro being used in describing someone's complexion. This is not to raise controversy, but to raise awareness of being sensitive to all of the LPD uh, are responsible to protect and serve. Mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. You're for the goddamn police department. This is this this topic. This right here shouldn't have never hit your motherfucking post. I don't care who put it out there. Some girl named Candace responded, "He's not a black cop," and Mark hasn't said anything about that one. 
uh chania hardy said as you can see many not many black people are responding because it was an ignorant question to ask right and most of the white people that are responding like i said are being ignorant they have no clue at all ignorance and stupidity get you nowhere but beat up so hey let's threaten some violence chania uh she she had me she had me till to she said end, beat people yeah. up God damn it, Janine. I know the violence. Now you got Stephen A. Smith out here. Supporting you. Taking his, apo- taking his yeah. apology back. Janine said, put it like this. If you see a Negro, slap a Negro. What? Ah! <laughs> I like that response. <laughs> All right, I'll take it back. I like her now. Somewhat rephrased on what they, they used to say way back in the day when Negro was used. And if an African-American man is getting paid to ask dumb questions like this, then a black woman like myself could get paid to ask some dumb questions, too. But they would be real and about everyday stuff about what's going on in this raggedy city. <laughs> she don't like that tale. She called it a raggedy city. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I must say, can I like that like? <laughs> Zero to a hundred, Karen. <laughs> uh, that's a motherfucker a hundred, but, but she, she get a hundred for, uh, for her comments. All right, I have to give the Lockport Police Department a hundred because it. The reason I'm giving them a hundred is because Ch- Chania completely validated that she was that black people were fucked with. Mm-hmm. She was ready to fight. She was. Ah! She was hoping somebody would come slap, try to slap her. Right. So she they, was. She was ready. Yeah. She just in case she was gonna give them the business. All right. She's like, come out, come back out here if you want to, because then nobody posts nothing else after her comments. Mm-hmm. I was uh, like, oh, let's let's stay away. Yeah, I know. Yeah, white people stop responding. Right, because she scared them off. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is also fucking a hundred. Oh, a hundred. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna give him a hundred. Yeah, he's uh he's up there on the list of people that lifetime achievement awards for fucking with black people. Mm-hmm. During Monday night's broadcast of the O'Reilly Factor, uh, host Bill O'Reilly uses Talking Points commentary and an additional panel discussion to race bait and disseminate uh, misleading information on the issue of marijuana use. He first attacked the New York Times, who published an op-ed from his editorial board over the weekend expressing his support for the federal legalization of marijuana. Marijuana. O'Reilly targeted one section of the op-ed that pointed out the great disparity of arrest for marijuana possession compared to hard drugs such as cocaine and heroin and that blacks are disproportionately targeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, social, the, this is a, from the New York Times piece. The social cost of marijuana laws are vast. There were 658,000 arrests for marijuana possession in 2012. According to FBI p- figures, compared to 256,000 for cocaine, so less than half, mm-hmm. uh, heroin, and their derivatives. So for all those drugs, less than half compared to weed. Even worse, the result is racist, falling disproportionately on young black men, ruining their lives and creating new generations of career criminals. Right. This set O'Reilly off, and he decided to push back against the Times and the far left regarding their support for the legalization of weed. O'Reilly insists that liberals are only supporting this issue to some misguided notion that blacks are suffering desperate repercussions than white from marijuana use and possession. During this his commentary, O'Reilly threw out a bunch of cherry-picked and essentially unrelated statistics to back up his argument that marijuana should remain illegal and that there should be heavy fines for possession and stiff jail time for selling it. When it came to federal, uh, well, actually, well, I would play it, but it's like eight minutes long. 
um but when it came to uh federal arrests for marijuana o'reilly stated the vast majority of arrests were for drug trafficking and that hispanics not blacks made up the disproportionately high amount of arrests as if that would have made it better i guess right of course that, they the other brown right of course o'reilly is acting willfully obtuse by tossing out that statistics the feds are only going to concentrate on the major drug cases not street level crimes that is, that has left the local law enforcement considering that the most large shipments of marijuana move up from mexico into central america it only makes sense that the majority of these arrests for trafficking the product of our hispanic regardless the nyt board and others are talking about drug trafficking when it comes to possession a use of marijuana and the racist nature of law enforcement and prosecution. The fact is blacks are nearly four times more likely to be arrested for possession than whites, even though whites and blacks use it at roughly the same rate. Right. O'Reilly also went after marijuana as a gateway drug that leads to harder use to bolster his case. He pointed to a Yale study done in 2012. However, O'Reilly failed to mention that the study revealed that young adults who use alcohol and tobacco were twice as likely as those who use marijuana to abuse harder drugs. Also, the Institute of Medicine found that there is no conclusive evidence that the drug effects of marijuana are are casually linked to the subsequent abuse of other illicit drugs. The host also tried to link marijuana use uh, to New York City to and possession to a drop in New York City's murder rate, saying Rudy Giuliani's crackdown on violent crime and gangs was directly related to marijuana, and that is if it was made legal, murders would start to soar. You you're too high. You you're too busy eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did his best to scare his old white viewership with a report seemingly lifted directly from Reefer Madness. He then turned it over to a panel to discuss with two guests. One guest, Kevin Sabat, co-founder of the anti-marijuana group called Smart Approaches to Marijuana, and the other guest, Stephen Gutwillig, uh, who is the deputy executive director of the Drug Policy Alliance, a group that looks to reform. The current drug laws in this country. Right away, O'Reilly went full-on race baiting. While talking with Sabat and, Gul- and Gul- Gutwillig, O'Reilly claimed that in certain ghetto neighborhoods, as part of the culture, nine-year-old boys and girls are smoking it. Word. O'Reilly, the ghetto he's never been to? Okay. The ghetto, the same dude who thought black people would say, pass me some motherfucking sweet tea when he went out to eat with Al Sharpton. I rolled my everything at that. O'Reilly then claimed that liberals don't like that. They don't want to see them targeted by the cops. So, yep. What do we do to provoke the cops? Be black. What do we do to provoke going to jail and uh, being incarcerated at a much higher rate for the same uh, crimes and same... uh, proclivity to, to smoke marijuana be black it's our fault guys a mm-hmm. hundred yep a hundred for bill o'reilly because you didn't have to read the article it was a hundred you said his name i don't give a fuck what he says it is 100 well he keeps it 100 he um, sure does that's what i would say about bill um so all right let's uh get into our other game here guys all right can't just be fucking with black people all day long, although I do have more, and I could have kept going. had like four more stories. Ah! Saving for Sunday. Cool. Uh, let's play this joint. Then it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. 
that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today the chat room which is racist to guess the race let's go first things first let's talk about uh wait hold on let me put my guest race filter on that would help there we go let's talk about this lady a woman broke into a house through the doggy door how the fuck she fit through it what is she 98 pounds you know how small them doors is? Not, well, not unless it was a big dog, but even with that, those those doors ain't big. Oh, wait. No, we can't cover this one. We did this already a long time ago. Okay. Sorry, guys. I, I didn't realize this is an update on an old story. Oh, uh, Where okay. a woman went through the doggy door. All right, well, let's do this one then, okay? A four-year-old. And was, see, see, I got short-term memory. I was like, I was like, it was brand new to me. Oh, no, I started reading the article, and the article said a year and a half ago. I was like, oh, wait, I remember her. Okay. Crazy pants. Ah! Here, here's, here's another one. The problem started on Enfield Street Saturday morning. My heart went out to that baby. I was sitting on the steps watching it. Gwendolyn Rouser noticed a four-year-old across the way, standing outside her home, crying for help. She was afraid at first that something may have happened to the mother. According to Hartford Police, something did happen to the girl's mother, Renisha Woodard. They say she left that child home alone the night before and didn't come back. I used to be a foster mother, and I wouldn't treat nobody like that. Well, this is my foster child or my real child. Rose Johnson was on her porch when a neighbor brought the girl here asking if anyone knew her, then called authorities. She was thirsty and hungry. That's what she said. When officers arrived and found the child, the four-year-old supposedly told them she was left alone. And this wasn't the first time Woodard had done this. She could have got killed, raped, anything. Investigators tell us when they eventually tracked down this parent, she claimed she was in New Haven and planning to come back to Hartford. They arrested Woodard and she just bonded out of jail. Tonight we were there when she showed up at the home in question with a state worker. Do you have any comment on your arrest? And she wouldn't comment. For now, her child is in DCF custody. It's just really weird because it's like, I know she's a good mom. But Woodard's alleged actions have a lot of neighbors questioning that, especially after witnessing her four-year-old struggling. Just like when she cried, it's like a pain just went through my heart. What happened to the editing? Cried, it's like a pain just went through my heart. Okay. All right. That's bad editing. They fucked that up, not us. Um, right. So, yeah, guess the race of uh, Ronisha Woodard, the mother who left her four-year-old daughter alone on Friday night. She went All to a night long. entirely different city. Oh, shit. She mm-hmm. left town. Check the chat room and see what they believe. One who lets their nine-year-old smoke the loud. The only Woodard I know is Alfrey, and she's colored. Oh, Lord. She does does not qualify for no child left behind, Black. Yeah. Black, I can't even make a joke. Sad. <laughs> One who the cops called Negro without question. Black mother who will next be, accused, be accusing random guys of being the daddy from the weird camera angles on Maury. 
Oh, black. A mother needs to break a break. Sometimes black. You hear that black grandma voice. Old Negro spiritual black. Vernicia black thought. And Bill O'Reilly least favorite people. (laughs) One who leaves her child at home to show white girls how to really twerk black. Patting her head as she walked away black. The correct answer (laughs) is y'all got it black. Good job, guys. Good job. Put a picture in the chat for you. But, uh, yeah, leaving your four-year-old on the streets, man. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, uh, pretty big, uh, offense there. Uh, let's go to another guest of race. Um, here's a guy. Did some things. You like to be able to take your pet to the veterinarian and trust that it's going to be okay. You can trust the guy you hand the dog off to, right? Right. Oliver Fraser. Wait. Oliver Fraser Lohn, L-O-W-N, his last name. Uh, Suffolk was found guilty of five charges by the Royal College of Veterinarian Surgeons uh, Disciplinary Committee. Videos were found in his possession showing him engaging in sexual activity with animals, as were extreme images of animals and people. Oh, Lone, believed to be in his 20s, has never practiced as a vet in the UK. The RCVS panel heard that in 2012, he pleaded guilty in North Allerton and Richmond Magistrates Court in North Yorkshire to seven criminal charges relating to the possession of extreme images involving people and animals for which he was given a conditional discharge. The RCVS committee heard the Crown Prosecution Service did not I mean, decided not to prosecute him in respect to a bestiality charge that it was considering, but the RCVS found the charge to be proven. Lown had graduated from uh, University of Budapest, Hungary, and he had been registered with the RCVS in 2013. Lown did not attend the RCVS hearing in London, but he was represented by a solicitor. Three of the charges related to the discovery of images or hidden videos on his laptop and mobile phone at his home. Another charge related to footage of him engaging in sexual activity with a horse and a dog. While oh, it, yeah. Got threesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, threesome of uh, interspecies. Yes. With a fifth charge related to him sending messages that referred to sexual activity with animals. So he was sexting animals. How did that get the message? Oh, no. Uh, Professor Noreen Burroughs chaired the committee said the uh, material found in the possession of the respondent and his own conduct involved the abuse of animals and total lack of respect for their welfare. Well, you know, know that. I mean, he might have been very kind to that dog and horse. Took him out to the movies. Mm-hmm. Got him clean. Mm-hmm. In the judgment of the committee, each of the tar- charges individually amounts to a disgraceful conduct. The charges certainly amount to disgraceful conduct when taken cumulatively. Guess the race of... Oliver Fraser Lone, uh, who is a vet and also a animal rapist. It appears to be an animal rapist. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe the race of this dude is. He wanted that dog to know that it sounds what it sounds like when doves cry white. Oh, star of Dr. Doolittle porn parody white. Oh, I guess that won't be the one with Eddie Murphy in it. Mm-mm. Snow. 
he graduated college so white took them to a keith urban concert white <laughs> oh lassie fucker white oh timmy fell down to, mm, oh sir. oh yeah lassie oh. we can get timmy in a little bit but first ah let me take care of you girl one who thinks Vic shouldn't play football or football white oh. are you sure that this wasn't florida white white cocaine user not smoker of the weed black doctors videotape black condoms wait oh black women not horses okay i looked at i looked at the wrong status yeah black doctors videotape black women not horses one who uses cheese flavored condoms oh. <laughs> but how did the dog provoke him white <laughs> and white the correct answer was, is it was furry that's all it needed mm-hmm. white You guys all nailed that one, just like he nailed those dogs mm-hmm. and those other animals. That was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And you know, my cat's been walking funny since we got back. Oh yeah, you just need some. That was uh, I had to do some invasive procedures on your cat, so don't worry about it. Let's go to the bonus round. <laughs> That's right, it's double the points, double the race. Bonus gets the race. So far, everyone seems to be two for two. Let's see what you guys do in the bonus round, okay? Here we go. Let's see who's gonna, who's getting nervous out there. Um, uh, let's see, do I got a picture with this lady? If I do, then we can do this one. An Atlanta mother of four kids is under arrest after leaving her kids in the car to go grocery shopping. Oh, my. Like, cars and daycares are the same thing now. The most important thing is the children are okay. They're with their grandmother. Crying and still in their car seats, the four young children were driven away by their grandmother Monday night. The Department of Family and Child Services spoke to their family and police before letting them go. It's the south, it's summertime, it's hot, it's humid. Um, Whether it's animal, family pet, and of course your child, don't leave them unattended in a vehicle. Police say their mom was inside the Kroger grocery store shopping for 16 minutes when a good Samaritan spotted the kids. EMS came to check the kids out, and while they are okay, Sergeant Greg Lyons says everyone's lucky this didn't end differently. So many things, the potential for bad things to happen is great in a situation like this. We, uh, I can't encourage enough for parents to please find someone to watch your children while you run your errands or bring them inside with you. Find a way to bring them inside. All right. My immediate feeling was to... So, all right, guys. So, guess the race of the mother, Charnay Mosley who left four kids and had a hot-ass car and to go grocery Atlanta. shopping. Atlanta, and it is motherfucking hot down. It's hot down here in Charlotte, so I knew it was hot in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Four kids. Yeah, four. They ain't tell the ages, but four. I don't care how inconvenient it is. We all going into the store. An eggplant shopping for eggplants black. Oh. One who gets tased at Dollar Tree. But the car had a garbage bag instead of a window. She thought it would be fine. Black. <laughs> Four kids. Atlanta, she wanted to shop before she sold the rest of the EBT card. Oh. It wasn't a Kroger signature. Black. 
had to get some munchies because her kids were smoking that weed black (laughs) (laughs) that's shana people cared about black kids white kids gotta make sure nobody steals the radio black she doesn't (laughs) have a man that's why she had to take the kids black (laughs) cutting deep those kids had called their grandmother mama and their mother Charnay black <laughs> she would have come up came out quicker if her ebt car had enough credit left sounds like tyler perry movie black kids who asked for candy for the last time they went inside the store <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me for shit stay here sounds like a tyler perry movie. okay i said that i, I mean people don't care about black kids white okay so ashley's going white rushed out to shop before the love and hip-hop atl one who will also leave their kids in the car to go to on the run to the on the run tour oh shawnee come on blacker than george zimmerman's heart damn oh well the correct answer is and all of you got it right except ashley three classy black I'm sorry to hear it, Aaron, but you missed it. Uh, let's do let's do another one. Um, uh, here's one. Long Island, uh, New York. Uh, police on Long Island say that a woman who feared her friend was too drunk. And had gotten out of his car to walk home, was then struck and killed by the, the same man in a drunk driving accident. So she said, "Listen, you're too drunk. I don't want to ride with you. I'ma just go ahead and walk." And he was like, "Bitch, you. I ain't too drunk. You're too. You're too drunk. Too too drunk to drive. You a woman. You drive like a woman anyway." Ah. And uh, then he was riding by and ran over and killed her. Uh, wow. yeah. The inebriated man ran over and killed a friend who had climbed out of his car and started walking home because she was worried he was drunk. The accident happened around 4 a.m. Saturday morning. Police say 23-year-old Lawrence Pagano called 911 after his car struck and killed 21-year-old Crystal Berkowitz. Police determined that Berkowitz had gotten out of Pagano's car and had begun walking home. Police say Pagano tried to pull over to talk to her, but instead hit her with his vehicle. Oh, shit. Because he's so drunk. I feel like that means, I think her last thought when she died was, I was right. Mm-hmm. You are too drunk. I say, I'd rather die out here than die wrapped around a tree. Berkowitz of Stony Brook was pronounced dead at the scene. Pagano Accorum was arrested on charge of drunk and uh, driving when intoxicated. Hmm. That's it. No, uh, attempted murder. No, Mm-mm. negligent homicide, manslaughter. No DWI. Just DUI. Oh, DWI. DWI. That's all. What? What's so funny? I, I said it wrong. It's DUI. I said DWI. No, DWI is right. Oh, wh- woo, I got yeah. it right. Driving while intoxicated is DWI. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, I sounds like, so let's see what the chat room says. He called the police on himself. That is a special kind of white. Final destination white. Ha! <laughs> 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 yeah, she was supposed to get on a plane that morning and, uh, she didn't. Right. Uh, that was actually three classy. And, isn't it ironic, don't you think? White singing. It's like rain 
on your wedding day. Yes. It's a homicide. And it just couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, DWI. Uh, a long lost cousin of Cake Boss. Oh, he, he's so trashy. He already knows he's, he's so trashy from L.A. to Tokyo. Iggy White, white boy wasted. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I could do that. White, white Guido, Drida, white Jew, fist pumping Jersey Shore lover. He trusts the cops just that much. White. The correct answer is white. White. <laughs> I don't think anybody missed that one. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah, you could tell because this nigga only got charged with a DWI. House, way. I mean, you, you, they got out, they did everything they were supposed to do, got out the car with your dumb ass, and then you run them over anyway. Right. Um, let's talk about something that's a little scarier, guys. Hope you're all sitting down. You might have to add that to your queue. What? In your queue. Uh, this is, a. Uh, Behind the scenes stuff, Karen. I'm gonna oh. tell people what I'm doing. Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> Good grief. Um, <laughs> well, cats out the bag, guys. I was looking for some sword sound effects. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, that's terrible. Let's try this one. Wait, just one hit? That's it? Or didn't I have like a sword fight? What is I? What about this one? That's uh-uh. terrible. That is the worst thing I had. There we go. All right, someone's dropping silverware. So you know what that ah! means. It's time for sword ratchetness. Uh, yeah, they're dropping silverware because their ass is running away when they came into the room. Like, oh, shit, got to go. Stratford, Oklahoma, a Paul's Valley man was arrested for allegedly attacking his friends with a samurai sword. Oh, my. Now, that's a hell of a party. Put his picture in the <laughs> yes, chat. Yes, that is. Put his picture in the chat for y'all. Todd Worley became enraged at a party in Stratford on Sunday after he woke up and saw his face had been written on. And this is why niggas do not party with white people. He is a black man and he, I put his picture in the chat. He's six foot even just about. And I already guarantee you what happened. He thought he could sleep around these white people that he trusted at this party because he got a little too drunk. He woke up, he had dicks on his face and nigger and all kinds of shit written in permanent marker and he just got to fucking people up. Yeah, because we don't think that shit is cool at all. And that's why you don't need a sword in your motherfucking house. Right. Now I got to kill you with your sword. He punched holes in the bathroom wall when he saw his face in a nearby mirror, grabbed the sword and began chasing the homeowner Thomas Hinkle off the property. Hinkle was treated for injuries at Mercy Hospital in Ada, and Worley was booked in Garvin County Jail because he's still black. Right. He is going to do that shit no more. He's set to appear in court 10 a.m. one month for the day. Well, he might actually go to jail because he's a black person, so maybe. No, I mean, the people that did that to him, they'll think twice when they do that bullshit. I know. I'm, t- I'm talking about something different. Oh. I'm saying he. normally these sword owners don't go to jail. Oh, yeah. He, he going to jail. He, he might go to jail because he's black. It would be a happy coincidence that someone uh a sword yeah. owner got taken to jail for trying to kill people and shit right i mean you can't always just try to kill people man it's not smart um the north battleford rcmp were busy yesterday receiving more than 40 calls for service between 6 a.m 
uh tuesday at 6 a.m wednesday including those calls to service with 10 wait this is one of those like oh let's name everything anyway somebody had a sword two men had a sword downtown okay guys sorry that's that's terrible i hate when they do that was just a blog of like here's all the crimes from the city this week like nope i want to know just the sword ratchets ones <laughs> so let me find another one there's always plenty here's one here's a happy one every once in a while these sore stories actually have a happy ending guys okay. and this one's no exception uh very rarely though i mean one out of a hundred times do we get the, the ending that we deserve a man was killed after bringing a replica sword to a gunfight queens that's why you shouldn't do it people yeah now now i checked this morning twib is still on the air so it wasn't elon this time ah okay a 50-year-old Queens man was killed bringing an ornamental dagger to a gunfight over a crack deal gone bad. Oh, shit. Police and the man's roommate uh, said Saturday, the victim identified by his roommate as Jose Feliciano, he goes by Joey, became enraged when a 32-year-old man visiting his apartment in the Woodside Houses of Broadway around 11 p.m. Friday refused to front him some crack. Hey man, loan me some crack. What? Come on, man, I'm good for it. But you gonna smoke the crack? How am I gonna get my crack back? Right. I just buy some more crack. Yeah, but you probably smoke that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always say never a crack lender or give a be, uh, or borrow be. Feliciano grabbed a decorative dagger off the wall and chased his dealer into the building's lobby. I grabbed him and tried to stop him, but he pulled away. Feliciano lunged with the sword. The drug dealer whipped out a gun, shot his assailant in front of the apartment complex. I got halfway down the stairs. That's when I heard the gunshot, Fisher said. Fisher found his shot roommate laying on top of the gunman who pushed Feliciano off and dashed away. The stab dealer, who was more than, has more than 20 prior arrests for drugs, robbery, animal cruelty, and stealing cars, flagged down a cop car and told startle police he had just shot Feliciano. Damn, he snitched on himself. Joy wasn't moved. like, I'd rather tell than have y'all hunt me down. I hope he got rid of the drugs, right? I hope so, too. Joy, I mean, how they know you're a drug? Joy wasn't moving. He was bleeding from the nose. Emergency responders rushed both men to the hospital where Feliciano died. Fisher said he lived with Feliciano for a decade and was devastated by his death. It's hard. He was like my little brother, he said. The stabbed gunman was in stable condition and not facing immediate charges because he apparently acted in self-defense, police say. So even though he was selling drugs illegally, he acted in self-defense. So, guys, you can't be mad at him, all right? And I say, whatever. Just get these motherfuckers off the planet. Ah! You're going around with your swords trying to kill people and shit. You can't be mad at us, Mm-mm. common sense human beings for for being upset you know like i'm sorry ruddy but he didn't have to do that could have he could have not tried to stick up your crack dealer right um all right man before we get out shadow doll productions make sure you check them out mm-hmm. make sure you go look at their newest two minute comedy short social on youtube i'll make sure it's on the front page of the blackout tips also I'll put the blog post up this week. But uh we got a new book of the month, everybody. Yes, we do. New book of the month. It is called You Got Me Fucked Up. 
That's the name, y'all. Mm-hmm. And Twitter voted on it. Yeah, I, I had a vote. It was between, uh, side, it was between my main bitch dream, side bitch status. Yes. By Leandra LeRae. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, I let the people vote and they decided to go, you got me fucked up by Anique. Yep. It's 99 cent through Amazon Prime, y'all. Anique, A-N-I-Q-U-E. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, Amazon Prime is Kindle, 99 cents. cents. I don't know uh, how much it costs for a hard copy. I don't even know if you can get a hard copy. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the chat if we'll, you guys need to get it. Yeah, we'll let you know if you can get a hard copy of it. But, uh, you know, a lot of people felt like they missed out last time um, when we did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the description says, meet Casey and Jaden, who seem to have the perfect marriage, but behind closed doors, that's far from the case. Jaden being the hottest radio personality in Atlanta is also being exposed to beautiful women. This time it seems that he has missed, messed with the wrong one. Queen it. Quiana. She's hell bent on making Jada her, Jaden hers by any means necessary. Will Casey and Jaden's love be able to stand this test or will they be over for good? It's 103 pages. Ooh, yes, sir. Published by Don Divas Publications. And Divas is spelled D-Y-V-A-S. Yep, you got a whole month, guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure you guys uh, check it out. It's just published June 10th, 2014. So this is oh, new release. This that's the first edition. That's hot off the presses, everybody. Right. Brand new. Mm-hmm. Got some good customer reviews. Can't wait for part two. Oh, spoiler alert. Really good book, a page turner. I wonder, wanted to know when Casey and Jaden will wake up to smell this grimy blue inquania. Oh, Lord. I don't even think I want to know what that means. I don't know. Or oh, Quiana. Sorry, I keep saying Quania. Uh, so, yeah, man. Who, uh... We'll definitely be promoting You Got Me Fucked Up and mm-hmm. give you guys a month to read it, and then we'll reconvene and we'll do another book review, man. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to the show live and uh, those who listen to it later. We'll talk to you guys uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>